on the dogs with Chancey and Chi. And yeah, we had, we had a nice game this weekend where my blood pressure was actually able to, to decrease pretty um, pr- pretty pretty quickly. I would say. Um, what was your, what was the initial reaction after the the uh, the route by the mailman? Yeah, you know that's kind of a that's a good point. I really haven't even thought to look at my heart rate after the game, but I really need to do that. I'm sure, there's there was a, a couple spikes, but it's like you said. I mean, this was basically from the beginning. You were like, "Yeah, let's sit back and relax." Pretty nice. No, we're and we, uh, and we, we talked about it too. It, the weather was great, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. There was a uh, we I mentioned it before the the we started recording, but yeah, there was that cloud that set over Sanford Stadium, and and uh, it was already fairly mild. But I mean, that cloud. I was like, man, thank you, Jesus. We needed that. For, I mean, pretty much the entire first half. So, um, made for watching the mailman deliver his packages. Sign- I mean, even even better than it actually was. I'm uh, telling you what, man. He played he played his tail off. What was it? What was his final stat line? It was ten for twelve. Uh, one, uh, excuse me, two two eighty five. Is that right? Five touchdowns. Yeah, five touchdowns. At one point, he was he was um, five for five for. 245 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> at one, that was one. At one point, that was the the stat that they just put across the uh, the, the scoreboard at the, um, during the game, and uh, it, it was just fun, man. It was it was exciting, and, and I think a lot of people are going to be reading into this game and and looking at a lot of stuff. And I mean, I think what we just what we saw, we we just overpowered them in every every facet of the game. I mean, we were just superior on all fronts, uh, except for one front. I want to get to, but I think uh, we just never have done that before. I mean, he was just literally having to toss them up. I mean, he was hitting hitting guys in stride, and they were just they were just taking off downfield. I mean, it was it was just very uh, pretty remarkable to to watch. Well, the thing is, he did it all in the first half as well. But I so I had to look up this list because I was curious. Uh, so he tied the single game record for passing touchdowns. Which pisses me off because, like, you, you put him in there, should have put him in there for at least one more drive and gotten six. I mean, how my, how funny would it be that Stetson Bennett, the mailman, would be number one on this list of guys? So he's tied with uh, six other guys that have gotten five touchdowns. I mean, the likes of David Green, DJ Shockley, Stafford. Joe Cox is somehow on this list. Uh, Aaron Murray's done it twice. He did it against New Mexico State and Nebraska. So... <laughs> I mean, is it not hilarious that he's up there? But, like, what a luxury to have that guy on the team. And it, you know what? He gets so much grief. And I, if the guy was, like, what? I think he's legit, like, 5'10", five, 5'11". Five, and he looks, I mean, I know he kind of looks shorter because everybody else around him is, like, 6'5". But if he if he had an extra two or three inches, I think nobody would say a thing. That's, that's what yeah. upsets me. Yeah, and, and, and I... And he really showed out. Um, I mean, he's he doesn't have a uh, an, an arm that you're gonna write home to, to mom about. But man, the guy could play some ball. And and he, I mean, let's just think about this. The only reason we are having any type of success last season is because of him. Yeah. I mean, he's he's the reason why. And we talked about it all last year. But uh, I think the one thing that you just want to clear off the, the plate altogether, and, and you see you saw some of this. People were pissed off when. They found out that he was starting. I mean, I'm talking about livid people yeah. saying that Kirby should be fired and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, have you lost every 
ounce of sanity. And then I realized you didn't have any to begin with. If you're going to say something that stupid, because why would you risk in a game like this, we're coming off of a top five win, a, a, a top top five win in a neutral site, biggest game of possibly the year. I mean, that it was regarded as possibly the biggest uh, regular season matchup of the season. And uh, you come into a game against UAB, your home opener, who is not a pushover. I mean, the team, this team shut out the team that just beat Florida State. <laughs> Like thirty-one to nothing. <laughs> I mean, we've got a, we've got a like this is not a a pushover. Like they're a strong team. They've got good players. Why would you risk that? And and then also too, you hear what looked like at practice. And Kirby even said it in his presser after the fact. He was like, I reached out to. He's like, I texted Stetson. He said, Are you ready to to be the man on Saturday? Pretty much. He's like, Have you? And and he was, and he had prepared as such. Yeah. He didn't take all the snaps. But um, but I think the one thing we can kind of clear off the table, there is not a quarterback controversy either. I think no. you just have to kind of clear that out. We're waiting for JT to get healthy, but God, does it feel good to have a number two that can do the job? Yeah, yeah. And UAB, like you said, not a pushover. They're they're slated to win their conference, conference their conference USA. So they they were favored. They're they're favored to win their conference. Like you said, they beat uh, Jacksonville State thirty-one to nothing. Who beat Florida State on a last-second hail mary? And I know, especially you people down in Valdosta, were pretty pumped about that. Y'all get a little bit more hell from those Florida State people than we do. But what I don't get is, man. I, so, like I said, so I did look it up. Stetson's five eleven. You know that might be giving him an inch, but give him two or three more inches of height, nobody would care. And, I mean, I know everybody talks about the batted balls and all that, but really the batted balls were only a problem in two games last year. I mean, yes, Alabama, I think only one of them led to a turnover, and also Kentucky as well. But I'll be honest with you, everybody gets batted balls. That's what they're taught to do these days, and I don't think it's exactly a direct correlation with his height. Uh, Yes, I mean, he did have a few more than most people do. But what I don't get is Stetson has – Given his all to this university, he's he's a walk-on quarterback. I mean, obviously he's he's on scholarship now. Um, he was originally walk-on, and and what people say is they wanted Beck to start to give him developmental reps. Well, first of all, starting is just you're just starting the football game. Anybody can come in at that point, and obviously Beck got some he got some reps. But people are talking about they want him to get development reps and. And he, those are so super valuable. And then those same people are saying that, oh, well, what Stetson did, he just did it against UAB. It doesn't mean anything. And it's like, well, you can't really have, you're basically devaluing, devaluing what you just said. And you can't have both. It's either UAB is not a good opponent and it really doesn't matter if, if Beck gets reps or it's, okay, uh, these reps are good for, for Stetson and Carson and it doesn't really matter who starts. I don't, I don't get it. So, to me, I'm, I'm just excited to see a guy like Stetson who just came in and did his job, and it didn't really matter who started the game. Because at the end of the day, Kirby Smart is in the business of winning football games. Okay? Carson Beck is not hes not going to be the answer next year. I'm sorry. He's not going to be the guy. I don't under, really understand why people really care about his development. I mean, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to discredit the kid too much, but he just, I just know that. And then 
On top of that, we got well, he still was able to come in. He still threw a touchdown pass, but he looked timid the whole time. And I'm not gonna sit here and just shell the kid the whole time, but I'm just telling you, it's just he's not gonna be the answer moving forward. Is Stetson gonna be the answer moving forward? No. But I mean, look at what we thought coming into uh, last year. Did we think we had a good quarterback last year? And then all of a sudden we get two transfers. Jamie Newman decides to do whatever the hell he did. And then JT Daniels, you know, would have been the starter from the beginning of the year uh, had he been healthy. So, I don't know. Just with this transfer transfer portal thing, it really doesn't matter going into the next season. Let's not worry about that. Let's worry about the here and now. And JT Daniels is clearly still the guy. So, everybody needs to shut up. (laughs) Sorry, a little, little, little rant there. No, I appreciate that. Well, and the, the the thing that you're talking about too about uh, about batted balls last last week in our game in Charlotte against one of the Heisman Heisman front runners at the beginning of the season and DJ Ungle Ungle. Uh, they <laughs> I had, still have not figured out. To say his name. <laughs> I don't think anybody has. Devonte Wyatt batted two of his balls. Yeah, it was like I the mean, second it, play from scrimmage for them. I mean, he, yeah. yeah, it was a play right before the sack, and he was. I mean, and he's six. I don't even know how tall he is. He's like six three, six. I'm four, pretty sure he's he six. I'm pretty sure he's six five. Yeah, he's tall. Well, very tall. Either way, either way, he he got balls batted. So like, to just to, just just to add to your point, uh, but but I, I'm so tired of of just the the crazy rhetoric around our program. And I guess it's just always going to be there. And maybe everybody has this type of rhetoric, or, or a lot of people do. But I, I just I, I struggle with it. Um, and we talked about it all all last season how just how crazy it is that, that we have people talk the way that we do. And uh, and anyway, it, it's just it's very frustrating across the board. But to see to, to go to the good side, to go to to actually start talking about the, the good stuff, uh, our offense look look. We we had to, we were having fun. I mean, we were yeah. able to get our guys in space. We were able exactly. to do some to, to do the stuff that we wanted to do. And if you look at it, and Kirby talked about it, our guys were open this weekend. They really weren't last week. And then you look at two JT being hurt actually played into he was he was actually that oblique was bothering him during Clemson. We come to find out. Yeah. So I mean, this has been something that he has <clears> been playing through and might have played into why. We didn't see as many deep balls, but at the same time, Clemson's defense is significantly better than UAB's defense. I yep. mean, that first play to uh, that first play to Burton was uh, they they bit on the on the on the, the handoff. I mean, they bit on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they everybody came in, and so he was wide open. Yeah. And so I mean, and that was the that was the whole game. I mean, it was it was there. I mean, it was kind of one of those things. You're in, I, I know you were the same way. As soon as it happened, as soon as he fake, he he reads he reads it and he looks, you just see it, and I'm just yelling, I'm just yelling, Burton, I'm just yelling, yeah. Burton, <laughs> from the from the stands. I think and he threw he the ball hit, just because you said that, Chance. Exactly, it was exactly why. <laughs> but it was just, but it happens so often. I mean, and and it was just fun to see, and and I think what we saw is we've got some playmakers. I mean, mm-hmm. we 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 did see. We got to see Jermaine get out there. We got to see Arian get get out there and make a get a huge touchdown. And God bless Brock Bowers, that boy. He is he is just he's a boss, man. I mean, I was like, man, he's I was like, he's gonna pick up forty good yards here, and he just hit yeah. fifth gear. And I was like, holy hell! Dude, <laughs> so I was run. talking to my brothers about this, and and our boy Caleb Williams. He was uh, so they their seats are like right up from ours. They're like uh, probably six or seven rows above ours. So my brothers, 
they they left uh, uh, basically like early third quarter, and uh, or maybe halftime. And so I went up and sat with with them, and I was like, man, how about Brock Bowers, man? How about that? And C- Caleb was like, man, yeah, he looked like he was moving in slow motion. I was like, you watching the same game as I am? <laughs> I was like, what? Dude was like motoring. I felt like I I said the same thing. I was like, yeah, you know, thirty or forty yards here, and then he just he just boomed like he hit another speed that you didn't see. And guess what? You don't see that from tight ends. Hey, how about this? Two games in the season, our leading receiver is a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> a how about true that? freshman tight end. Yeah, <laughs> I wow. mean it's 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 awesome, and uh, and it, it was just fun to see that. The one thing that we did did not perform the way that I was wanting to on the offensive side of the ball is the run game. I mean, yeah. we just – it was non-existent. And I um, and I don't know if that is from an offensive line perspective. I, I, I just – I don't know if we – I mean, at one point, to be real honest, we just didn't have a lot of plays on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, like we just – we were scoring like after two plays or one play Ga- or whatever the case plays. was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we were just – we were just – and you keep throwing it like that. And it's like, God, we, we need reps doing that, so let's throw the ball – um, that was the longest game ever because of those, because of us scoring like that. That game lasted forever. <laughs> I, I we said the same. We were looking at it, and every time there was a break in the play, I mean, we were just like, guys, can we make the commercial breaks like thirty seconds? I mean, my gracious, it took forever. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a four-hour game. Oh my god! Well, they called every time out. I mean, every time out got called. It felt like yeah, and uh, and all that kind of stuff. But anyhow. Uh, but run game was not was not there, so I think there's there's got to be some work on the offensive line front, trying to figure out what what was going on there. Um, I was I was actually I was thinking uh, when it comes to the run game, I was thinking about you, and I was like, God, Cook is is just not showing out. And then I'm like, look at him having a strong touchdown run there at the he end. He had a couple break tackles. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> number four. I was literally he handed it off, and I was like, Why are we handing it? Oh, never mind. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> so that was actually so that touchdown actually came came like right at us. Um, we were, you know, right in that corner, you know, upper level. But we're, we're he he was running right at us. So I kind of had a good angle, and he like, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know how the hell he stayed up. It was like he it was just magic, <laughs> and then <laughs> it really was because I was like, there's three guys there. He's dead. Like he's he's dead in the water. And uh, he he broke it, man. First break tackle of the year, <laughs> first break tackle of his career. <laughs> no, I like I appreciate Cook for what he is. I just don't like. It sucks because I don't want to hate on the kid because the guy's given us like everything he has, and he's he's works his tail off. But it's just if I'm going to do a pecking order of the running backs, he's fourth for me. And Kenny Mack, I mean, he played a little bit more in this game, and I thought he played very well. And I love the way that Kenny Mack plays. He's a little bit more dynamic, but anyway, yeah, at least, you know, hey, Cook had that run. The The team was the team was just focused. I felt like this entire time I said, this team, you know, even five years ago, we play a UAB, they're going to score 17, 21, maybe even 28 points or something like that. We, just because, but we, we were subbing in third, or second, third, fourth string guys, and it didn't matter who was out there. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody really was playing didn't. their tail off. It was it crazy. Really I mean, yeah. when's the last time we saw something like that? No, oh, it's been forever. And uh, and I think too, uh, just just the aggression 
I mean, the, the aggressive style of play. I mean, it, and it was we saw it against Clemson, but we saw it here too. It was the entire game. You know, there was no, there was no letting up. There was no taking the foot off the gas. I mean, it was it was it was havoc the whole time. Guys running as hard as they could and, and, and staying on top of it, and and then still we're two games into the season and we haven't given up an given up an offensive touchdown. I mean, we're still we're still two games in, and it's just it's remarkable. Yeah, and and haven't really gotten close. I mean, it's not like it's not like they flirted with it and we get a good play. I mean, it hasn't been close at all. I mean, Clemson. Well, UAB didn't get close, but Clemson Clemson had the one. They really only had one shot of the end zone, and that was well technically two, but then we had two big sacks in a row. But whenever we had it, we had the turnover. I can't remember if, if, if it was the punt or the interception. Uh, but then we had two sacks in a row, and it pushed them out of field goal range. But the only other time they had a chance to score was whenever we had that. It was PI. Keeley had the PI, and then they we basically had a goal line stand on the you know 15 or so, and yeah. and Latavius Brini had that pass breakup in the back of the end zone. So uh, other than that, yeah, I mean. UAB really didn't get close. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. And then obviously, and then even when they were, and we, we had a couple turnovers during the game too, and so it, it was it was pretty remarkable just to see the defense play at that level uh, again, and to not come off of the most remarkable <laughs> defensive performance ever, and then to, to, to and come up with a obviously a lesser opponent and still do the same thing, and so I was I was very very pumped, very impressed with our uh, with with how we called the game, and we, it was obviously a different different look. And they put up a put up a few more yards and things like that. But we're definitely not going to show all of our looks and everything against UAB. I mean, we just we just outplayed them. I mean, our guys were were, were better than them, and, um, and and so it was defensively just another another phenomenal performance. Speaking of uh, aggression and. Not giving up on a play. How about how about that tackle on, on number ninety nine? Oh my god! I was like, I just saw his draft stock <laughs> with each step just getting higher and higher and higher. I've I've never heard such a roar and applause for a ten yard gain from the opposite team. Like, dude just <laughs> ran down the quarterback, and I mean, you hawked know, him. He, yeah, hawked him down from halfway across the field. At th- what is he three forty now? I mean he's he's up there three fifty three forty. That's not even that's not possible, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't it ain't natural, man. It ain't natural. He I, there was that one sack and he just got up and I don't know what he was saying, but in my mind he I just know he was saying how am I this good? <laughs> how, how am I this good at football? He was like talking to himself and I was like that's exactly what he's saying. <laughs> Well, then how about that? There was a sack by uh, Stackhouse, Nazir Stackhouse, yep. where he just like, he made that guy look like he was a freaking seventh grader. Like he just, boom. <laughs> and then he stepped over him and he did the, you saw he did the, like, he put like hands to sleep kind of thing. Oh, man. I mean, d- the boys were, they were having a great time. Oh, man. They were, they really were. And Kirby's been talking about that connection piece. And I was thinking about, I was like, that's an interesting word out of his usual, like, physicality. Uh, toughness, uh, resiliency, and then he keeps talking Composure, about connectedness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then he keeps talking about connection and connectedness, and um, and we saw that. I mean, that you you can see how these guys are. The defense is jacked all the entire game. Yeah. I mean, they are pumped up. 
There is no let up the entire time. That's a great point. They, there was no difference in the defense as far as uh, we're playing UAB. Like they played just like they were playing Clemson. Yes. And if that's the kind of stuff that you saw, I mean, you know, Chancy. I mean, this is this is what you saw, and and this whole year is kind of feeling like this. But I mean, that's what you saw in like 2007. After we lost, to, uh, not lost, but we barely beat Vanderbilt for the rest of the year. It was like we were playing, we were playing Florida every game, you know, kind of thing. I'm just, I'm excited to see this team. I mean, you're really starting to see the glue come together. And I'm not trying to overreact too much to a, a UAB game by any means, but this team just seems to everybody just one. You get along, you get chemistry. When we're swapping guys around on the offensive line and still being very effective, I mean, that just means. That just tells me that this this these guys are are working together. They're building that chemistry. They're listening to their coaches, and 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 I'm not afraid to say that we can have guys that come off the bench and play left tackle. You know, um, speaking of which, apparently Sawyer they're trying to see if he can work inside. Broderick played. Uh, so mm-hmm. did Mims. You know, Mims, Amarius Mims, when he played at Blackley County High School, uh, a little four seven eight action. Uh, Dude, dude was the biggest dude on the team by like twenty inches, uh, and he still looks big compared to, <laughs> to to UAB, and he looks big compared to SEC to his own teammates. I, that dude is a freak. I'm pumped. Well, and we we know we've got the talent on the offensive line, and I think we're getting close to finding that that chemistry. Pass protection was good, but just we couldn't quite get the get the run game going like we wanted to. I feel like we weren't able to, to dictate that. We still got about, what do we have, like 150 or so? 140, 150 yeah. rushing yards? Well, I mean, and, you and, definitely want that to be more, but... Yeah, well, and at the same time, too, you, you we didn't really we didn't really throw the playbook at them either. It wasn't like we, we tried anything too extravagant. I mean, we were definitely pretty straightforward. We're obviously going to save mm-hmm. uh, what we're what the the rest of our playbook for getting into the SEC schedule, which is obviously next week, but um, but you just want to be able to do that and 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 we just we, we didn't really show up in the run game like we wanted to, but like I said, we weren't really showing uh, showing our cards by any means. But uh, hell, we put fifty six up on them. I mean, that was uh, in another pick six, two pick six games in a row. How it. you figure? How you figure? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Dumas Johnson, man. So did you stay the whole time? No, we left. Um, we left after uh, our missed field goal. We were when we missed, and I was going to bring that up mm-hmm. when we kicked that field goal in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, we were we were walking out. I I did not see that. We left with uh, I think about five minutes left in the third. Uh, so what what we yeah. So I mean I haven't even so I rewatched about the first half. That's what me and Asher do on Sundays Sunday afternoons. So it's, in between changing changing out big old poop divers, uh, <laughs> so we we're, we're, were trying to do some film review on Sunday afternoon and didn't get to the second half. What what's what's the deal? Did he? So it was a thirty-two yarder. Is that what he said? It was a chip shot and he completely missed it. And so um, I don't why think are, it wasn't like it wasn't like it wasn't like he it wasn't like he shanked it, yeah. but he just he just missed it. And um, that was what I kind of was saying at the beginning. That's my one area of. Uh, of concern right now. I mean, going into this season because we're getting into, we, we still, we had a great offensive performance. This does not calm all of my fears around the offensive side of the ball. When we start playing more SEC ball, uh, 
So we're going to be getting into some defensive struggles. And we're going to, our defense is going to be showing up, and three points is a big deal when we get into some of these bigger games. And so, as we saw in Charlotte, uh, that three points is pretty critical and um, because it easily could have gone the other way. And so uh, we, we're, we've left, we've left uh, the most points we've left on the border in the kicking game. And so that's uh, not typical of us. I mean, that's usually where we, if, if, we, if we can't score touchdowns, we usually can still kick, kick balls. So and he's, so, uh, he's already, he's missed two, two field goals this year. I don't and know. I think and they're he may both, have only. They're both let under 40 yards. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he – I think he maybe missed two – excuse me, all of last year. I may, I may be wrong there, but I'm going to have to look up all pod. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of one of those things that, man, I – you can't have – so he missed three. He missed three last year on 16 attempts. Um, you – I can't. We can't have this this whole kicker. I don't know why these kickers have such a. It's it's a mental block for them. They miss one, they're guaranteed to miss another big one. I mean, guaranteed. At least in the college level. I don't understand. I mean, look, the guy was he was he was on fire last year. Everybody kind of fell in love with him. He's the new hot rod kind of thing or whatnot. But you know, at the end of the day, I think Kirby's not going to be afraid. I mean, you know, Camarda does the kickoffs. And he boots that ball. It's different, obviously. You 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 got a shorter step and all that, but still, I mean, whoever can get the put the ball between the uprights, put them in there. I don't care who it is. Yeah, I don't care yeah. if it's uh, you know J- Jordan Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can kick it pretty good too. Uh, I no, I agree with you. I, I I've that was my that was my fear. Uh, we were literally walking out of the because we were driving, and so I was like, now nah, we'll stay and finish this drive, and then we kind of kind of stalled out and we go to kick a field goal and um and i turned back and look to to watch us kick it and he misses it and i was just like holy cow man this is uh obviously not like him but it just gives me gives me fear going into some of these bigger games that we're gonna need that three points is crucial mm-hmm. and so uh anyway I, I i i'm not i'm not saying we got to sound the alarm and, and freak out but we just it needs it's, it's on the radar we need to be we need to be mindful of that yeah yeah i agree it's uh definitely a big concern for me the running game like you said you brought up i we need to kick that up a notch we should have put up so i looked it up it was we had 163 yards total i mean that's not terrible you want that number to be over 200 against a team like uab <clears throat> but at the same time we were we were swapping guys in and out I mean, what gives me a little bit more confidence in that is that late in the game against Clemson, we kind of, uh, you know, uh, we we basically willed Zamir down the field. And I, I I think that if it comes down to it and we need the boys to be ready late in the game, I think they're going to be able to do it. Um, other than that, I mean, obviously we had, we had a few more sacks this game. We're creating a lot more havoc, which is great. This year has been so far defensively has been all but perfect <laughs> uh and like you said we've, we've really only given up three points on the year uh chancy the fact that we are doing we did this against uab with still i mean burton's really the only starter who is playing we still don't have pickens we still don't have curious playing in the game we still don't have nobody really knows what a reek situation is uh 
obviously I think he would be a big contributor to the team. We're playing with our backups against even against Clemson we did. And Bowers has showed out. Arian Smith was had a huge play. By the way, that was a dime by Stetson. He mm-hmm. lo- he had I mean, for Bowers on his first touchdown, all he had to do was lob that up. For uh and then there was uh, for Burton, all he had to do was lob that up. I mean, he put him on the money. Don't get don't get me wrong. He made the play. But then for Arian Smith, that ball was right where it needed to be. And then for Bowers, the second touchdown, it was like, uh, what were we on the 15-yard line? Uh, Aaron Murray did a great breakdown of it, by the way. Go look up, uh, I think it was on his Twitter. Uh, but he's, he basically did a corner stop, is what Murray called it. And I'm like, ah, yeah, that's why we talk to these you know, these quarterbacks. Like They know their stuff. <laughs> like I don't know what a corner stop is. <laughs> but it made sense. It made perfect sense. So, I mean, you had a lot of action. You had action taking the the middle safety to the middle part of the field. You had action taking the front cornerback to the flats, and then there was another guy who was playing that quarter, that back quarter. And so basically, you fake to where you're going to the corner, and that's his responsibility. And then you just stop and you sit in that open zone, and boom! But he slung that ball in there so quickly, it was like, man, Stet, that's the that's the luxury we have. Stetson understands this offense because he's been here for 30 years. <laughs> and I appreciate him for that, man. Pretty sure but he even, backed up Aaron Murray. Yeah, but. he may have. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's 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 one more thing I wanted to bring up is that our fan base needs Sucks. to stop being yeah <laughs> needs to stop being so infatuated with the backup quarterback. I mean, for the love of God, I mean, you had Hudson back when they were Murray was here, Bryce Ramsey, Futon Balta. That dude started against Florida. I'm pretty sure it was because our fan base was so angry in that in that season. Can we stop doing this? Let's just focus. JT's the guy. Everybody knows he's the guy. Worry about next year, next year. But we'll we'll be fine. But let's JT's still going to be the guy. But Stetson coming in and throwing and tying the single game record for touchdown passes at the University of Georgia. I mean, there's not a lot of guys, there's not a lot of teams that can say they can do that with their backup quarterback. So, I don't care if we were playing UAB or if we were playing Alabama or, or if we were playing Mercer, who Alabama just played. That's pretty impressive. So, anyway. No, no you're exactly right. Exactly right. Well, uh, we leave this, this game and we move into uh, SEC play. And so, this weekend we are... Teeing it up at home against South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina had a uh, last minute, last second win against uh, Eastern Carolina. So they uh, had to go to Eastern Carolina for this game. Um, got old, old Beamer, old Shane Beamer is, is coaching them now as first year as head coach. And um, I think we brought this up a couple weeks ago. But they are still starting a grad assistant at quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. We're 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 a little worried. We've been having our conversations about uh, who our quarterback is. Well, we just need to be thankful that that's not where we're at, yeah. and uh, and having to do that. But uh, South Carolina, I think we all always have PTSD from just the Spurrier years and and just what they what they've done to us in the past. Uh, this is not a Steve Spurrier's South Carolina uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But um, but we're still playing SEC ball, and so anything can happen at any moment. So uh, what's your what's your gut telling you at this at this moment? Well, well, Chancey, I don't know if you've seen the line. Have you seen the line on this game? It was uh, we're favored by thirty one points. <laughs> 
we're favored. We're we're favored by thirty one points, and I'm I'm like, if somebody asks me my opinion on that, I'm like, uh, go ahead and take us. <laughs> go, go ahead and take, take us the as points. the favorites. I'm I'm not like you know, and that's not to brag. And 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 honestly, South Carolina, this is as bad as they've been in a long time, which is saying something because they've had some bad years. The funny thing is, like you said, with Steve Spurrier. They really had some incredible years. I mean, they were the last. So, a lot of people don't realize this. They were the last SEC East team to beat Alabama. Yeah. Yes, it's so true. They were the last. Yeah. Well, it's very true. They were the. Obviously, we haven't done so. Uh, and they did it in. I think it was twenty either twenty ten or twenty eleven. So it's been almost a decade or over a decade since an SEC East team has beaten Alabama. But they were the last ones, last team to do so. Uh, back in the Spurrier years, they had a few good teams. Obviously, they beat Artel back in 2012. Muschamp getting there, not so great, but they beat us in 2019 at home. And that's a little extra fuel to the fire, in my opinion, chance. I mean, it's 31 points is a lot, but this team is not good. They've got a, a, a solid uh, couple running backs, Juju McDowell, Kevin Harris. Both good. Kevin Harris was the second leading rusher in the SEC last year. Solid running back, and they're going to give us a little fit, uh, some fits with that. And I think they're going to probably run a little pro style against us for the most part. Uh, but it's not. This is not the concern that I had going into the season. Although, unfortunately, it is one of our best, better home games. But I, I think that South Carolina this year is uh, more on par with it. Missouri, uh, they're somewhere around a Missouri and a Vanderbilt this year. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, East Carolina had a—I mean, they had to kick a last-second field goal. So I, I'm feeling—I'm feeling pretty confident going into this weekend. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, I, if we—if we show up, uh, we'll be—we'll be in good shape. If our defense, uh, the defense that we've been seeing, if they—if uh, they decide to make their make their guest appearance. I mean, here's the thing. South Carolina will try to pull some trick plays or something like that. They'll try to yeah. throw a couple. I mean, that's going to be their only option against us. I mean, we're just, from a talent standpoint, um, our, our only my only fear is us getting complacent as we're going into these games. And, um, hell, we went into the UAB game and, and just never skipped a beat from two weeks ago. I mean, it was – and if we can do that, I mean, I think it doesn't take much to get geared up for SEC play. Uh, and so I think it being the first SEC game of the season, I feel pretty good about our our motivation. Um, also, it's a night game, and it'll be rowdy. It's going to be pretty pretty pretty, pretty exciting. That's a good point. I, I honestly, so I've been sitting here thinking about how I'm like, my wife is going to literally be taking care of our son the entire day. Going to have to pay for like. You know, some nail salon trips, you know, a couple of massages or whatever to make up for this. <laughs> but this is going to be the first, like, real tailgate weekend. We're having a big one and all that. But, uh, yeah, a little 7 o'clock kickoff, 31-point favorite. Sanford Stadium, going to have the lights going. Somebody, Chancey, let me get your opinion on this. It's a, It's a pretty hotly debated topic. Okay. How do you how do you feel about our pregame? How do you feel about our pregame? Like meaning, like okay, music, the feel, the the approach to it, like how we run out and everything like that. How do you feel about 
Well, namely, um, Saturday Night's Alright by Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I enjoy it. I like our, I like, I like our, uh, our, our pregame. Um, do you like the I mean, Nickelback song though? I mean, I enjoy jumping around. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this photograph. <laughs> I don't know if um if I'm I don't know if I'm consciously thinking about Nickelback going into that. Um, I mean, I'd if we're debating, Elton, if we're, so it's an Elton John song. I'd rather right, have the Elton say, John song. All right, if we want the if we want the we can put the Elton John song in there. I, mean, I guess I'm always just so jacked up by that point that I just simply don't care what's playing. Um, I'm they, just, they could I'm, be playing I'm, white noise, and I'm gonna be freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just flash some red lights at me, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be great. Uh, I, I I didn't know it was a hotly debated topic, to be quite honest. Um, I mean, I'm, well, you I'm could on throw, the forums and stuff. Like well, that, and, so and, and and I things. yeah, well, and I I I despise that. Uh, anyway, I'm not gonna get into that conversation. <laughs> um, get my heart rate up, but um, but yeah, I. I I enjoy. I, I mean, I like our. I like our our pregame. Um, if you want to throw a different song in there, be my guest. I mean, but um, it has not. I will say it has not changed in a long time. It's been pretty. It's yeah. been pretty standard. Um, so you can always throw a little wrinkle in there. Well, I mean, do but, you, you like? Do you like Baba? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love Baba. Baba O'Reilly. Don't change that. Don't touch yeah. that because I don't care if it's an English rock band or whatever like that. I feel it, you know. Yeah, I feel it. where you're supposed <laughs> to feel things. Yeah, I, uh, there's a lot of a uh, lot of emotions that um, uh, uh, just immediately are triggered by that, and so um, it's fun. And I mean, and I love, I do, I do love us coming out of the the other end zone now. I love how we've got that set up. That's agreed. That's, that's awesome. Agreed. I mean, with the, with the backdrop, like you got the right. you know, Tate, you got S- the SLC, MLC, SLC, whatever. Uh, you got the MLC over there or whatnot, but like I think what a lot of people hate. Yes, obviously the Nickelback song, but there there could be such a tradition. You know how? Um, so at Virginia Tech, this is what people bring up. You know, at Vaughn Tech they have Inner Sandman, Metallica, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's like doesn't matter if that's like you know a, a, what is it? What did that come come out in the nineties or whatever? You know, doesn't matter if that's like a you know thirty year old tradition or not. That is now their tradition, and to play into kind of more historical traditions, people are talking about we could play For Whom the Bell Tolls, which is mm-hmm. another Metallica song, and it would be awesome. And we used to have that fourth quarter. I don't know if did we do it this year or this this game or not, but the, the we did the fourth quarter Hell's Bells, ACDC. I mean, oh, to, yeah, yeah. The, the play on the, the bell makes so much sense that I don't know why we don't do it. Like yeah. oh yeah, do 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 for whom the bell tolls, at the beginning. I think that's great. And then hell's bells at the beginning of the fourth quarter. I mean that got me jacked up every time. No, I, I, I'm I'm tracking with you. I mean I, I I enjoyed that, and we didn't really have. I mean they had the the they did do the um. They did. I'm trying to remember. They think they did do the bells. Um, now that but I can't. Well, they did it for they did it for the fourth quarter. They did the house right, bells, right, right, and there was right. like a video, and he was he was pulling the bell. But it's yeah. like, I mean, if you're gonna, I mean, if you're, it's just what some people complain about. Whenever they have to find something to complain about, like I, I I'm glad this is what we're complaining about. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 well, I just thought I would bring it up because we're sitting here talking about a South Carolina team who 
beating this Eastern Illinois and then barely scraped by by East Carolina. And I'm just sitting here thinking, it's like, this is the most relaxed I've ever been going into a South Carolina game, knowing what we have. I mean, you know, I want JT to start this weekend, Chancey. I really do. But if he can't go, I still feel pretty darn confident. I don't know if we'll cover a 31-point spread, but I still feel pretty darn good. You could probably put Jordan Davis, like I said, back there at quarterback. Jordan Davis could probably play every position on the field, Chancey. <laughs> I agree. But you could put you could put anybody back there at quarterback. You can pull you can pull Patrick Chancey out of the out of the stands, and he he could probably do pretty all right. Put me in, coach. <laughs> but uh, no, man, it's it's funny. I I think it, did I mention about the whole Oconee County? So Zeb Nolan played for Oconee County. Did I tell you about that? Mm-hmm. So the Oconee County is has two starting quarterbacks in the SEC. Both him, him and uh, what's his face? Uh, crap, what's his name? LSU guy, Max Johnson. Yeah, Johnson, Max Johnson, Brad Johnson's son. Uh, yeah. So Zeb Nolan was actually a quarterback for Oconee County. So Oconee County High School has two starting quarterbacks in the SEC, which is crazy. And one of them is a former grad assistant for the team. Chance, uh, I mean, looking at this team top to bottom, the defense is actually fairly decent. Offense, not so great. They've got a couple guys, like three three solid running backs, Juju McDowell, Kevin Harris. Marshawn Lloyd is a guy who's a, I think he's a true freshman this year. He was pretty sought after. Uh, we had kind of flirted with trying to get him along with uh, Kendall Milton. So I guess he might, he might be a sophomore this year. And he's not, you know, these guys are not guys that I, you know, it's not like he's a uh, Lattimore, you know, or anything like that. I mean, Marcus, golly, Marcus Lattimore. So, yeah, Marshawn Lloyd is, he is a true freshman this year. But, you know, none of these guys are Marcus Lattimore. None of these, their offensive line is not that great. The defense is, is fairly solid, but they're still, it's not like they're, you know, anything to shake a stick at. Um, is there anything in particular that gives you any concern going into this game? I've already said it. I, I, my only concern is is us, like us making sure that shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah, just being on point coming into the game, and that's that's my biggest fear. Is can we make sure that we just you you just have to show up to this game and just play? <laughs> I mean, that's for for us. That's really what we have to do, and just don't make dumb mistakes. I mean, you can get into a situation where you just have a couple of of dumb turnovers, but I really. The way we came out and played in this game this past weekend after Clemson just gave me uh, it gave me a confidence that our guys want this. They really, they really, really want this, and that they see what the mission is. Um, but we haven't been down yet. We haven't been down in a situation and having to come back. And, uh, and so eventually that's going to happen. That's just the, the nature of this, of this game. So I don't know if it'll be this game or not, but, uh, but I think we are our biggest enemy going into this game. And so yep. if we show up, we're totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to see us put our foot in the ground, and I'd love to see us r- run for 250. I mean, these days the you know thing that a lot of, peop- a lot of fans want to see is just sling it. Everybody wants to be us to be Alabama, and I don't think like Kirby. Kirby just wants to win football games, like I said. <laughs> like I, I don't think like these fans just don't realize is like, 
right, so j- just real quick, I mean, talking about Carson Beck getting some valuable reps against UAB, let me, let me ask you this question, Chancey. Do you think it's more valuable for him to get reps against UAB or the Georgia defense during practice? That's exactly. my question. <laughs> well, and, well and, the, and the guy – and he's he's getting these reps against against our defense, and then he goes and plays UAB and doesn't really show up. I mean, really – I wouldn't say lay an egg. He threw, throws a touchdown, but pretty much lays an egg and, and just isn't – and doesn't – doesn't get me excited about seeing him come onto the field. No. And so, and, and you did that against UAB. We hadn't even gotten SEC play yet. Yeah. And so, I mean, I was I was left a lot to be desired by his performance. And he didn't get a ton of time, but when you get those opportunities and you're trying to get the starting job, yeah. you show up. I yeah. mean, and, and that's that's easy for me to say, obviously. But, but, man, Stetson just, he came in there, he was laughing because he's just like, how the hell is this happening? <laughs> well, yeah, like after every touchdown, he's like looking to the sideline, like, what, what? <laughs> I and like I said, I'm not trying to 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 hound back, and and a lot of people are like, this guy could be starting for every other SEC team, and I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know if everybody's saying exactly that, but like some SEC teams, and I'm like, he wouldn't, man. He just. But wouldn't. we're also not every other SEC team. Like no. we're not we're not in that situation right now. I mean, we are trying to compete for a national championship. Yeah. Who else in the SEC besides Alabama and A and M, who was flirting with disaster this past weekend, is Ooh. trying to compete for a national championship? Yeah. I mean, and is in, and is actually in the conversation. Yeah. And so that we're I, I struggle with that mentality of like you're you're looking at these things that are in my mind just not. We know who QB one is, yep. and we after this weekend, we sure as hell know who QB two is, and so it just doesn't. It, and, and that and that settles it. That well, settles one, it. One one thing that does frustrate me though is Stetson made it, made a couple plays that, you know, I'll be honest, like so he, like JT just could not make, and it's and it's a mobility issue. It's not a, it's not an arm strength issue, but JT there was there was a play I remember direct, uh, that. Stetson basically avoided a sack, ran out, ran out against his throwing arm to the left, and threw a dime. And I think it was for a touchdown, I believe. And I'm, I, I just know that JT doesn't have that kind of ability. Does JT have a better arm? Yes. Does JT have great instincts? Yes. But he just can't move outside of the pocket like that, and that's unfortunate. I mean, I, I'd love for him to be able to do that. But all in all, yes, absolutely QB1. JT Daniels, no doubt. Everybody needs to sit back and relax. Just know that having Stetson Bennett on the sidelines, number two guy, is a luxury, and we should be thankful to have him over there. Uh, I was also going to say, people are talking about, just real quick, people were talking about like developmental reps and stuff like that, worrying about 2022. Dude, quarterback is the last of our issues going into next year. And I'm not <laughs> even going to talk about it too much, but... The guys that are going to leave, that are going to depart this year, we we got a lot bigger issues than quarterback going into next year. So let's just focus on 2021 for right now and just be happy that we have the team that we have and that we are considered to be the number two country, uh, team in the country. Um, that's that's kind of how I feel about it. No, I agree 100%. Like, we've got our opportunity right now. We, uh, we're... <laughs> The, the things that we're complaining about now, we don't even understand next season. <laughs> so it's, we're not it, going. It's not good. Hey, anybody that's listening to this, go look at the roster. 
Go look at the upperclassmen. Go look at the guys that have uh, NFL potential. It's if not you see, be if you see if you see a J a, a JR or an SR at the end of their name, <laughs> yeah, we are screwed, especially if they play defense. So, no bueno. Anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway, we are up the creek. We're gonna have, we're gonna be like Ole Miss next year. Um, <laughs> well, Chancy, anyway. just real quick, uh, what do you think about like looking around? We can we can end on this, but like, what do you think? Look around the 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 the, the country. Last weekend was a fun. Fun weekend of college football. We get a lot of upsets and things like that. What's what's the landscape look like? This season, it's not 07, but this this season, it feels, is, it feels kind of like 07. Yeah. <laughs> Which is scary yeah. because we're in the top two. Um, but uh, in the AP poll anyway. But just the excitement. Uh, every Random random team stepping up and, and showing out, and you don't have as many of your, 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 your blue bloods are not – the only ones on top kind of deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, the biggest one kind of standing out, Arkansas is just manhandling Texas. I yep. mean, just owned them from from the start to finish. And obviously, you got a first-year head coach in, in Sarkeesian, but uh, I think Sam Pittman just hushed all the haters. I mean, the man has just come in. Oh, pit boss, baby. A pit boss, man, and I am here for it. I mean, the guy's doing a phenomenal job, um, and he's just so happy in that position. I mean, he loves yeah, he being there and has gotten that. I'm just, I was watching that game and I was like, you know what? I'm so thankful that I am not in Fayetteville, Arkansas. <laughs> and that is where yeah. I get excited to go to be uh, for football. But, um, but just super pumped for him and, uh, what they do. They just, they manhandled a man. And, um, and the rest of the SEC, super questionable. I mean, you look at Florida and, and they are, they're reeling right now. Apparently, Dan Mullen, I was just looking, Dan Mullen said that old uh, Richardson's not starting. They're still sticking with Jones. And so I'm, I'm oh, hoping. please. I'm please hoping say that. that I'm hoping that October. lasts. Till the, <laughs> I was like, I need him to last for another month and a half. <laughs> and, um, and so, it, I mean, they're, they're in shambles right now. They can't throw a pass, um, which is just, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, LSU's imploding on itself. I mean, it's uh, and like I mentioned earlier, A and M just kind of struggling, and then the big one, uh, Ohio State losing to Oregon. I mean, Oregon yeah. kind of led the whole game, and and I didn't really watch a ton of that. We actually watched a pretty good bit of that game, uh, the Oregon game at uh, at our tailgate, and it was kind of one of those things that everybody was just like, "Dang, man, Oregon's sticking around." Oh, Oregon, they're up. Oh, they're gonna win this game. <laughs> like it was just incredible. <laughs> And, and the, the first half was such so uh, uh, low scoring. And then the second half, they just exploded. And the offenses uh, were going. So, I mean, I think that's going to be the big difference for Ohio State this year is their their defense is not that good this year. And, um, you know, they don't have the – what's his name? What's the guy that's on the uh, Redskins now? Chase Young. Yeah, Chase Young. I mean, they don't have a guy like that, you know. And I'm going to just say – I think there's a chance for somebody else to finally win the Big Ten, which is huge. Like you were saying, the implications for us. You look at the Big 12, you look at the Big Ten. Like, the Big 12 is, I mean, is Oklahoma a sure thing? I don't know. Is Iowa State going to sneak in there? Iowa State just lost to Iowa. The Big Iowa, Ten. Iowa's playing some some ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're playing. They, they've, they've had two weeks in a row where they've had some defensive touchdowns. And, I mean, I'm just, you know, this this season. And then you look at the Pac-12, 
you can usually just kind of write them off. Oregon beats Ohio State, but then the rest of them look like butt. <laughs> so, I mean. Well, well you, you, you got to give Chip Kelly a little bit of credit. UCLA's playing pretty good, too. So uh, Yeah, UCLA. UCLA's so you got, got one, you got one in the north and you got one in the south. That's, that's, yeah, uh, but, that, but that's USC right. loses to Stanford, who just got spanked by Kansas State. Uh, then you also have Washington going to Michigan, only being a seven-point, I think, underdog. And then they get get beat by, like, three touchdowns. You know, the Pac-12 is usually irrelevant, but this, uh, I guess this Oregon team is going to say, but they just lost last week to, or excuse me, just beat Fresno State last week uh, before they played Ohio State uh, by, like, a touchdown. So, And, and they didn't have their two best uh, defensive players either. Well, and then I want to mention this to kind of go on a broader point. It's the you look at the, the another big game from the weekend was Kentucky Missouri, and yeah. if you look at that game, so that game ended up being close. It was one play away from Kentucky just running all over them. So that that fumble in the end zone, that fumble right before the end zone. I don't know if you saw that. So the running backs going it. in, run, running backs going in. They were going to go up by three touchdowns. And so, and then he fumbles it at somebody. He he's trying to reach across the goal line. Linebacker comes in or safety or somebody comes in and pops him, and the mm. the ball falls into the end zone and Missouri lands on it. And then they keep it within one or two scores the entire the rest of the game. Kentucky was about to just run all over him, but it's just it's kind of like and Kentucky's throwing the ball around, um, which is kind of crazy to see. But you're you're just seeing. I don't know if it's recruiting or what what the, the deal is, but you're just seeing that. Um, a lot of the, the the bottom, I don't know. There's shifts right now. There's there's shifts in, in who's 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 kind of gaining momentum, and and, and there's, the conferences are shifting, and um, it's just not your the, the playoff uh, top four is gonna it's gonna look pretty different. Um, I, I, well, I say that it could look very different. Um, that one position, I mean, Clemson still has got a good chance of going in and. Uh, doing that, but you got to say too, if you got a one-loss Clemson versus a one-loss Pac-12 champ, depending on what that loss is, it could be Oregon. I mean, looking at looking at that, that there's a, and it could get interesting. And so that's a good, that's a, that's a good point. That's a very good point. But then you still have Oklahoma still hanging around there. I mean, right. until Oklahoma loses a game, which I think is going to happen, they lose to Kansas State like every other year. Until Oklahoma loses a game, they're going to be up there at number three. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. Uh, there, there's a whole lot that's going to happen, and because Texas turned around and beat Oklahoma, I mean it's very possible that that, that could happen too, and uh, they show up for that game. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm pumped. College football is uh, in full force right now. Yeah, <laughs> as long as as long as the dogs are doing as well as they can, are doing very well, and then also like there's a lot of chaos around us. Like, I, I'm enjoying the season so far a, a lot. And it, I, I think a part of that is obviously we did not have this kind of season last year. But then also it's like, I mean, yeah, so we were talking about the, the Jacksonville State, uh, Florida State upset and how that compares to us, you know, blowing out UAB who blew out Jacksonville State. But then you also got to think that same Florida State team went down the wire against Notre Dame. And then last and, weekend, <laughs> Notre Dame just barely got past Toledo. <laughs> it's what the hell's going on here? And so it's 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 awesome, and um, it's kind of like one of those things. Like as long as we can stay where we're at, and we kind of look down and say, "Yeah, y'all just keep <laughs> y'all just keep fighting." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but man, and, and I say that kind of jokingly right now, but our schedule uh, it changed. It changed the season. I mean, yeah. this past weekend, our, our schedule got got a lot harder. 
I mean, don't you feel like Arkansas has is now by far our hardest home home game? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, that I, I think that's no question. And uh, but but nobody's a pushover. I mean, everybody's everybody's kind of showing that they're they've come to play. Yeah. And a lot of team, a lot of people are just ready to play because last year everything was so jacked up and you didn't have a full all season and you didn't have and so now you, you're nobody's taking for granted what they got. So yeah. Uh, so as long as we can kind of keep the main thing the main thing, I guess, and uh, all the other cliches, I think we're gonna be we're gonna be good. So, well, uh, it's there's there's a few big games. It's not quite as good as it was the past uh, couple weeks, but there's a few fun games this weekend. Uh, we got obviously Alabama plays Florida. That's gonna be the CBS game, which I guess we didn't have a CBS game last week. Is that right? It felt like everything was kind of ABC is ESPN. Um, Alabama, Florida uh, play at 3:30. There's also uh, Auburn plays Penn State at 7:30. We got it. I mean, there's a there's a a couple fun games, and then also Virginia Tech plays West Virginia. I'm just you know being a college football fan, I I always kind of like that kind of that kind of showdown. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to see how this weekend plays out, and obviously this is going to be one of our biggest tailgates of the year. And uh, then we'll probably blow it out for the Arkansas game too, because uh, it looks like they're going to be pretty good. I don't know what the, what's their schedule look like before they play us. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. Arkansas schedule. So yeah, they play. Oh, so they play Georgia Southern this weekend. Then they play Texas A and M at home. So if that defense comes to play, which they did this past weekend, if that defense comes to play, they may be undefeated coming into uh, into Sanford Stadium. Holy so, cow! We, we might end up we might end up being at the three thirty game the day after my thirtieth uh, birthday, so that should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, buckle up, boys. Old man, <laughs> <laughs> might be a little hungover. I mean, what's old Papa G? <laughs> uh, well, uh, anyway. well, man, I'm, I'm excited. This is gonna be it's gonna be fun. We got a lot of uh, we got a long season ahead of us, but it just feels good to have something to feel good about. Are you? Uh, what's your plans for the weekend? I'll be there. I'm uh, yeah. gonna be my Third weekend in a row going to Athens, but God bless you, man. You're putting some miles on the car. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. I love it so much. But I'll I'll be up there, so I'll uh, I'll I'll see you at the see at the tailgate. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll obviously we'll be up there as well. We'll probably get set up uh, probably about nine nine thirty on Millage Avenue. I'll be there at seven. Let me just tell you this. Yeah. Hey. Well, you're gonna be sleeping right next door, so it's a little bit different for you. Uh, let me just tell you this, Patrick. I, I know you. I mean, did you go down Millage at all last weekend? I did not. Super proud of the Georgia football fan base and just Athens in general. We were out there. It's not super early for that game. Just you know, just because it's a you know non-conference game and all that, and started at three thirty. We probably got there about ten o'clock, and there was people. There was a lot of parents' weekends. There was uh, people walking up and down Millage, and it felt alive. Which, for those kind of games, not usual. I think everybody was obviously very, very excited. But usually, did not do not see that for uh, you know a game that's not that's outside of the SEC. You know, normally you see that for uh, South Carolina or Arkansas or whatever. And I was, it was awesome. I mean, it was there was people all over the place, and it felt like Athens was alive again. I felt a little normal. Of course, you know, going in the stadium didn't feel so normal, but uh, yeah, man, it felt it felt pretty damn good to get back yeah. and uh, to be on Mills Avenue. So, 
I'm I'm looking forward to this weekend. We'll be uh we'll be set up bright and early or somewhat bright and early and uh yeah, man. It's gonna be a fun time. Let's beat those cocks. <laughs> beat the cocks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, brother. Well go dogs. Dogs on top. <laughs>